Hi, this is Chris Stewart of Casting Nets Ministries, and I'm here with Tony Brandt uh, to talk about an exciting event coming uh, to the Rapid City Diocese. Uh, you know, last year we were up there for the summit, and it was it was a spectacular event. I felt like the the people that were there were just heart of the earth, just uh, just really amazing, amazing people, and and the bishop was present. And I remember getting to know Bishop Gruse and and, and understanding his heart and understanding uh, just how much he loves his people. And you know, as we were speaking uh, over the course of the weekend, uh, there were there were quite a few people there. But you could just see that there was something on, on the bishop's mind. And, and after the event was over, he really disclosed to us that, you know, really his heart was that all of his people could be here. All of his people could be at, at the summit, at that type of, of an event where they can encounter our Lord. And, and we really took that to heart and, and we talked to Father Mark McCormick and, for, and Sean Hansen about what we can do to, to satisfy the bishop's desire to have his flock come to him, to have his people, have his, you know, to be the shepherd who brings in everyone and not just, not just the parish leadership, but, but really everyone in his diocese. And I think that that is where our goal was set, was all the way last year, and we were discussing that with, with Bishop Gruse, but then as we have, have continued that, that, uh, that journey to try to satisfy that desire over the course of the year, the conversation with Father Mark and with Shauna and, and some of the other priests of the diocese and, and other uh, lay leadership, you know, we have, we have put together an awesome uh, an awesome experience that, that I think that is going to be well worth it for anyone uh, throughout the entire diocese to, to make the trek, to make the travel uh, to Rapid City for the 2018 summit. You know, Tony, it was when the bishop said that, I was, uh, I was really blown away. Like it, it was beautiful just to see the heart of a bishop who was at this event, the summit of 2017, and he saw the fruit that his people were experiencing and just said, I want everyone to have this experience. I want all of my flock uh, to be here. And I, I tell you what, I have never really, uh, not, not, to, not to say other bishops don't have that same desire, but I've never heard a bishop express it like he did so beautifully. Like his heart, like when he said, because you and I were standing there. And his heart just came out, and you could see his love for his people. And uh, yet, at the same time, as soon as he said that, you and I both kind of thought the same thing, right? If you want all the people at this event, well, then this event is going to have to be different. Because the summit in the past, the one that we were just honored to be at, to speak at, it was really for church leaders, you know, those people that not just are they, you know, every, you know, Sunday mass goers, but they are leaders in their own parish. They're catechists. And so the summit in the past has really been about formation of those leaders, helping them do what they do better in the church so that they can go back. Um, and yet what the bishop was expressing um was that he wanted everybody there, which means that he just doesn't want just leaders and catechists. Uh, he wanted everybody there, which meant, well, then this has to be a different experience. And we kind of shared that. We, like, we, well, we'd have to change what this event is and its focus. And, um, and again, <laughs> I, just, I was so moved by him sitting there going, oh, okay, well, then let's do that. 
let's change it because he wants everybody there. You know, and it was it was really an honor that uh, Father Mark and and uh, and Shauna they they listened to what we had to say and and we were we were talking about how it needs to be a different event and you know it was almost like we knew that that there was something special about the relationship that we had that you and I Chris that that we had with the diocese but I didn't I, I wasn't thinking that we were going to be a part of it I, I didn't know if that would be something they would ask us to do or not I just remember thinking I would love the challenge of pulling this off I would love the challenge of of helping a diocese come together and bring all the people and satisfy the bishop's bishop's request. I remember bringing that up uh, to Father Mark and to, to Shauna and having the conversation of what it might look like. We started a brainstorming session. It felt like the Holy Spirit was really tangible and present. But then over the course of, of the next few months, it became less clear. Uh, we did end up coming back uh, to, to do a parish mission at uh, Cathedral. And, and while we were at the cathedral, we went out to uh, Terra Sancta and we were able to, to help uh, do kind of a, an in-service for all of the, the faculty and staff of, of the schools of St. Thomas More. And I remember after that, we, we said, well, let's set up a time to discuss what's going to happen next summer with, with Shauna and Father Mark. And I could tell that Father Mark had kind of lost some of that, that zeal or that, I don't know, it wasn't the zeal that he lost, I guess. It was more... Like the direction, where do we really want this to go? And all of a sudden we pray together, we begin the conversation with a lot of questions of how it's going to happen. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just comes full force right back into the room and restarts us right where we were at. And since then it has been one thing after another and we ended up coming back up in, uh, in June and taking leaders from all over the, all over the diocese and training them to be the evangelists, to, to be the outreach to satisfy the bishop's request. And and I remember thinking, you know, what will it take? How many? How many will it take to satisfy the bishop? That he would be okay with that. And really, in my mind, I thought that's a dumb question that he already said. He I want everyone. All of them. Yeah, he wants everybody. <laughs> but I know that Terra Sancta cannot hold everyone in the diocese. So so I remember asking Father Mark, what's the, what's the capacity of, Terra, of the church in Terra Sancta? And, uh, and he goes, well, I don't know. And I remember sitting over lunch, or, or it was over breakfast, and, and we, were, uh, we were sitting there talking, and all of a sudden he goes, I went and looked it up. Our, our, our capacity is 525. And immediately it just came out of my mouth. Operation 525. And Father, <laughs> Father lit up so bright like we high-fived over the table over <laughs> breakfast we we just decided it is operation 525 and i think the, the reality is that our goal is to max out to max out terra sancta to bring as many people in and have it so there's standing room only that we bring the people together and and i think that that um if i think that if that happened and we maxed out that that facility that there could only be incredible fruit flowing all over the diocese in every parish, everywhere. And I cannot, I, I believe it's going to happen, and, I, and I'm excited to, to see it happen. But the reality is, if, if, there, if it's not just the parish leaders, I mean, we could fill that place with just the top 10% of every parish, correct? I, mean, I would guess that that would still be 525. But really, the point of what the bishop's desire was, was I don't just want the parish leadership. I want 
anyone who's sitting in any pew on any Sunday or just Christmas and Easter, who is it that, that really we've been praying for and praying about as we've been preparing for this, this event? Yeah. Well, I, I would say, Tony, you kind of picked up on something that um, I, too, was like, okay, well, we're, we'll help, we'll advise, we'll consult uh, in what this event would look like. And, and me, too, I was like, well, we'll probably, we probably won't have anything to do with this. We're kind of consulting because, you know, obviously, if you're going to bring all of these people, then it doesn't necessarily fit our mission of casting nets. You know, casting nets is made to equip and inspire uh, Catholics to share the gospel. Uh, so most of the time, we are working with church leaders. Right, the top and 10%. The, right, and the and bishop <laughs> wants people besides that. We'll go, well, I guess we're out. You know, we're, we're not going to be engaged in this. And yet, they said, well, you know, they asked us, Tony Chris, who would, who would you bring? And I think you and I both had, you know, the same person pop into our mind. And we ended up, you know, getting two people to come and um, I, I, I'd like to just speak about who they are and, and hopefully the people that listen to this will be as excited as we are about listening to them and, and meeting them and encountering them but the first guy that came to our mind was uh, Jim Beckman right and, and Jim was one that did speak at the summit of 2016 now, Jim is a very talented speaker. He, he speaks all over the nation. Um, he's actually the, the director of evangelization for the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City now. So he does speak to the top 10%, but my encounter with him, the, the, the times where I've actually been in the room while he's speaking, is really speaking to, to people who are very young in their faith. They don't know how to pray. They don't know what the encounter with our Lord really ought to look like, or maybe they have never had a real encounter. And, and I think that people that have that question of of the encounter uh, of who Jesus Christ is is he is he really a real fixture in my life is 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 this relationship with Jesus really possible I think that that's where Jim can meet people right where they're at and his talent is is allowing people and reading people and reading you know where the Holy Spirit is moving in the room and allowing that to happen with all of the lay faithful and this isn't just leadership, this is everyone. That he really has a talent for bringing the Holy Spirit into a room and being you know, docile to where that Holy Spirit is, is leading and, and where his words go. But I think the greatest thing that I love about Jim is the simplicity with which he presents prayer. It's, it's one thing that no matter whether you are a, a, a stout Catholic who's, who's never missed a mass in your life, or you know the the priests that are that are right there sitting beside you, uh, you know in, in your in your churches, you know it doesn't matter if you're those people or whether you're you know barely making it to Sunday mass or, or you're really struggling with that. You're too busy. You got things going on. Other things uh, come up. It doesn't matter. I think everyone struggles with that issue of prayer that that relationship with god that happens in the interior of ourselves jim's talent is breaking that down and helping us understand it and to lead us to the next level so that we can encounter so that we open ourselves up and stretch ourselves just enough to let our lord in and encounter our lord jesus christ that's jim beckman and he is he is energetic he is passionate he is on fire. He is, he is a, a great mentor to you and I. Uh, he's been a, a great blessing in, in my life, I know. And, and I, I cannot wait for the people of the Diocese of Rapid City to experience Jim Beckman 
uh, and the way that he can can lead them in that encounter with our Lord. Yeah, that's what you know. To me, I mean, as many times as I've heard Jim speak, or uh, whether it's up on a stage in front of people, or just you know uh, around a coffee table, um, he does have this way of speaking straight to your heart, of getting around like whatever my obstacles, wherever my hangups are he gets around it and and i know jim would say this it's not him right it's it's the holy spirit and but that is a part of him as the instrument who as you said you you use the word docile it's it's how he just allows the spirit to come through and if you've ever heard them heard him speak then you're going to be excited to have other people hear him speak um, and again, I stress, you know, his, his many years in youth ministry, his many years at the Steubenville conferences, um, the reason why we thought of Jim Beckman was because he is such a great disciple, missionary, and instrument of renewal in people's lives, of having them encounter Jesus Christ. And he's going to pick us up exactly where we are at, wherever we are at, and take us to the next level. And um, and that's what this, in fact, this that's what the whole day is going to be about: is this renewal. And uh, the other part that I, th when I think of Jim, you know, Tony, you and I are both when we speak, we're both storytellers. And uh, but Jim has so many great stories. I, I can, I mean, I right now I could recount so many stories I've heard him tell, uh, and and they're they're humorous, they're real. Everyone relates to it in some way, and then then you become open to that message. And he's such a, a phenomenal storyteller. So I'm I'm really excited uh, that Jim uh, said yes to this project, that he's able to join us. And uh, it's going to be a treat um, for, for him to be there and for the people of the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, then the other person that we're going to bring in uh, is Matt Loboda. And uh, perhaps some people that are out there in the Catholic world are uh, maybe familiar with his name because about, uh, what was it, two and a half years ago, um, his story was all over social media and the Internet. Right, he, he has a, a phenomenal story, and, and if you remember, uh, to jog your memory, or even if you just want to look it up like on Facebook or something, hashtag pray for joy, uh, his daughter Joy was uh, about a year and a half old, and and uh, he lost track of where she was, and and you know they were at the, at the family house, and, and they went outside, and there she was face down in the pool. Uh, what a tragedy, what a, what, a, what a terrible, I can't even imagine as a father, what what level of anguish and panic that would set into you well he dove into the pool grabbed his daughter out and and began cpr well long story short uh the the miraculous recovery of all the people praying and we're talking thousands upon thousands i mean this story went out all over social media it went on catholic news services it went on you know on all these different uh the entire religious orders were praying for joy and and uh you know, she was without a heartbeat for 45 minutes, and uh, in about three weeks, she walked out with without any brain damage, uh, with a full recovery. Uh, the testimony of Matt's faith that if you go back to the day that the accident happened, you can go back to his tag, and it says, I stand in truth that my daughter will have a full recovery. The, the level of faith that it would take to say that as a man um, is just heroic it is it is absolutely 
Um, it's mind-boggling. It is the mustard seed, if you will. You know that that you know how many of us sit there and say, "Well, the Lord, it, are there miracles in our life? Are there healings that are happening in today's you know everyday life?" Well, this is a testament miracle. This is every doctor that was involved, every EMT, every person that was involved in this story, they have no medical explanation for how joy is walking around playing and running and, and you know, uh, being joyful as, as she, you know, suffered such, such a, an, an intense experience of healing. And I think that Matt's story isn't just about the healing of his daughter, but really God's desire to heal us, that, that God loves us as, as the Heavenly Father. And as our Heavenly Father, he, His whole desire is to make us whole again, to, to, to heal us of all of, our, all of our pains, suffering, whether it's physical or it's emotional pain or the baggage that we hold psychologically or the spiritual pain that we've had from, from, from different experiences in our life. The reality is we're all broken. And I know that if you're listening to this, you can identify with being broken or having tragedy in your life. And I think that that's where Matt is coming to share God's loving mercy, God's desire to heal us and to make us whole. And, and when we recognize that and we understand that, um, that, that there can be a huge change moving forward in our life. And I, and I hope and I pray that you come to the summit to experiencing that love and that mercy, to hear Matt's story which is phenomenal, but then also understand where we're going to go in, in reference to allowing the grace uh, to enter our hearts and to make us whole again. Yeah, yeah. remember though, there was that one doctor, that one medical professional, he wouldn't call it a miracle. Oh, that's right. Remember that? It's not a miracle. No, it's not a miracle. It's just an unexplained medical phenomenon. Right. Yeah, okay. And you call it what you want then. Uh, but yeah, but he still showed up to the second yeah, birthday. Yes, he did. Uh, so we're excited to have him. We're, I mean, obviously, Matt will tell you more of this story and certainly his journey as a father and what happened in that. Uh, but I think there is that question, Tony, of um, in all of us, like, does God still work um, in such miraculous ways today? And and the joy, the the story of joy is nothing short of a biblical mir miracle. Um, I mean, it is it is absolutely amazing. You'll get to hear that story. If you come to the summit and uh, and have the you know understand that God not only does He work miracles, physical miracles still today, but He still wants to be active in our lives, healing us of of so many different things in our lives, and Matt's, Matt's going to really walk through us. So between Jim Beckman and Matt Labota, um, it is truly going to be an opportunity to encounter the Lord of mercy, of grace in a new way. Um, but the last thing I think, Tony, that I want us to kind of describe though is, is uh, who should be there? Who, you know, we're, we're going to be there. Uh, it's in September and who, who should be there? Well, the reality is that uh, I think a lot of times if you're listening to this, you should be there. Uh, yeah. This is your call right, right. now. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to be there. So the reality is that you need to be there, but there are people around you that sit in those pews that, that are disillusioned with their faith. Maybe they're there just because their wife drags them to Mass every Sunday. Or they're there because their husband drags them to like Mass. Like that would ever happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> but they're there on Sundays, but they're but they're not engaged. They've never really encountered our Lord, and they're, they're going through the motions. 
their faith is dry. They, they don't know where, where they're at. Well, this is an opportunity. Uh, maybe the person who hasn't been to confession in, in 20 years. Well, this is your opportunity to be there and to encounter the living God. If, if you have an opportunity, and, and I, I really encourage anyone that, that is out there listening to, to open your mind and your eyes to the people around you that are Catholic, that are broken, that, that need to be there, that, that the Lord is calling you to, to invite, go and invite them. If you don't feel worthy to be there because you know, you've been down, you've been out, you've, you, you're a sinner, welcome to humanity. Welcome to what we all suffer from. And I know that maybe you're sitting there going, but you don't understand what I've done. I get it. But the Lord desires for you to be there anyway. So go out and, and ask everyone. Go out and invite to the highways and byways so that his church may be full. The bishops re request his desires uh, can, can be fulfilled. And that is to bring all the sheep, not just you know, the ones who have perfectly white wool, but those who have, who have scrapes and scars and, and wounds that need to be healed, that we're all called to be one body in Christ and that, that the diocese of Rapid City can come together, wounded or not, and just experience the living God, both in the sacraments, in confession, if, if you so desire, uh, in the opportunity for some Eucharist scatteration and experiencing the living God right in front of us, through Mass, receiving Holy Communion, just being there to pray with each other and pray over each other and, and to, to, to come together and recognize our woundedness, but recognize the, the Father of Mercy and the divine healer who is Jesus Christ, that he can be there and be with us in this encounter. So if you're listening to this right now, Tony, what you're saying is this is your sign. Like you are receiving right now a sign from God that you need to be there. That is so funny. It reminds me of that that, that one store that has the, the funny signs yeah. that they put up the little, uh, on the marquee, they always put up just uh -huh. random crazy jokes and stuff like that. And and they had one one time that says, this is your sign. Or this, this, is, yeah, this, is, this is a this sign. Is, yeah, this is a sign. This is it. <laughs> just in case you, you were looking for a sign. you're listening to this, this right now, and you're going, hey, should I go to that summit? Well, you're, you're listening to this. Yes. This is your sign. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, I want to be really clear about this. So if you're somebody who is you know, a leader in your church, really active, maybe you lead Bible studies, you're a catechist, you're, you know, uh, you're a leader in the liturgies, you do something there, um, you need to be there. Uh, we always need to be you know, uh, charged again, renewed again uh, to encounter our Lord. And imagine... Uh, that always happens when we can gather around. I mean, again, we're going to have hundreds of people there. Um, five to five is what we're going to have there, and hopefully more. Hopefully we have to bring in chairs, right? Hopefully we'll have to, you know, the fire marshal will have to come and yell at us because we have so many people there. You definitely need to be there. If you're somebody who goes to Sunday Mass, maybe you're, uh, you, maybe you're not that active in your parish. Maybe you don't volunteer for a lot of things. Maybe you even wonder, you know, like, hey, I go to Sunday Mass, but maybe I, I don't get a lot out of it, uh, and wonder, why don't I get a lot out of it? Um, you need to be there. And uh, to have this encounter, just ask the question, Lord, you know, what else do you want out of me in my life? And, um, you, know, it, you know, maybe I, 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 I feel happy, uh, I'm, my life is okay, but is there something more that I'm missing? 
come and find out. Uh, maybe you're somebody who, maybe you go to Sunday Mass um, every Sunday, but at the same time, uh, you're, you lost the passion that you once had. Maybe you had a, a conversion experience back in the day. Maybe you, had, you went on some retreat and you really fell in love with the Lord, but it's been a long time since you kind of felt that same movement. Um, you need to be there. Uh, maybe you're somebody who struggles to get to Sunday Mass. Uh, you know, maybe you get there you know, Christmas and Easter and some other times when uh, you know Mass is convenient. And um, not that that not that the Lord doesn't have a place in your life, but maybe just you know all these things don't mean a lot to you. you be there. You need to be there at the summit, and because I promise you, there's something else. There's something more that our Lord has in store for you. Maybe you're somebody who's just, you know, you're hurt. Some, something happened to you. Uh, there's a pain. Maybe there's even you're upset at the Lord uh, for some reason. You know what? You need to be there. Um, he wants to speak to you. He wants He wants to walk with you in a new way. Give you a new grace. And um, that's really who needs to be there. Is there anyone else? Because I, I hope. That we just covered everybody, right? And everyone else you know yeah. that, that you need to invite. That's right. If you're listening to this, take this as a sign not only to be there, but you should also bring two or three hundred people, two or three people with you. Um, wouldn't, and, it, wouldn't it be awesome to have representation literally from every parish every in the entire parish. diocese? Yes. That, I think that that is the bishop's desire. And, and I think that if we can do anything to help our brothers out and our, and our sisters out that are, that are struggling or that are uh, in those small parishes that they need a ride, you know, give them a ride. Find a way to get them there. Uh, I even heard of a parish that was, our, that was chartering a bus. Uh, to bring their parishioners, you know, bring everyone. This is going to be a fantastic, fantastic event. I, I guarantee you that you will get something out of it, that you will go home renewed in some way and, and ready to shape and form the people around you and, and, and live a new life, to live in a new grace that the Lord has to offer. So, so please, I beg you, please, uh, to look into it, look into Operation Five Two Five. Sign up. You know, ask your pastor. We we have talked to the pastors, uh, many of the pastors, uh, about what our what our goals are here, and and they are ready to help you. They are ready to to uh, to guide you and, and to to continue that journey once you get back home. Yeah. So we will uh, we will see you at the 2018 summit. We are so excited. Can't wait to be there. This is Tony. Brant and Chris Stewart of Casting Nets Ministries. Remember to keep casting your nets out into the deep.